0: Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Maker That Money podcast, the podcast where we talk about turning your hobby into your jobby. I am Pooch of Repcord. With me, as always, my trusty partner in crime, Mr. Andrew Mayhall of 3D Gloop. Mr. Gloop, how are you today? Doing great. How are you? I am fine fantastic man i'm geared up we're in season two we just created an arbitrary season break point uh for the the second season of content i I think it seemed like a reasonable we have our summer break right we're we're like a school we take a school break Mm -hmm. and then we come back in but um seemed like a good place to to delineate a little little break Mm Mm-hmm uh welcome if you're joining us in the chat we stream uh this podcast live uh with with exciting visuals as as evidenced (laughs) here every um what is it friday every friday at 9 a.m pacific don't even know what day it is spoken eh? spoken like a true entrepreneur right (laughs) like don't even know what day it is didn't even realize it was a 3 day holiday weekend last weekend uh, you know, we got all the, all the great things going on, uh, because every day is work day when, uh, yes. y- you do what we do, right? hmm Yeah. Uh, a couple shout outs to some familiar faces in the chat. We got, uh, Courtney of Filament Stories. Good to see you. Alex Gibson from Across the Pond, my friend, always a pleasure. Ms. Pez Liz, the, the queen, the everything of, uh, Maker Deck uh or what one of one of them but uh the driving force uh good to see you and some new faces uh maybe oh look at this Fotis is yeah. in the house I'm really there glad you're here Fotis because we we honestly if I was a little bit more organized I would have said hey hop on because this is your jam right talking about mm-hmm. this stuff so today on the pod we're going to talk about the new maker economy uh and specifically some of the uh, new uh, websites and places and marketplaces where um, designers and creators and, uh, y- you know, anybody with good ideas can basically post and share designs and get paid for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think we both have, we have limited experience, like in terms of sponsoring other people, I'm kind of dabbling in the, the printables club stuff, um, you know, just trying to, to uh, see what kind of uh, additional value and uh, I can unlock with some of the some of our design stuff, and I c- I can see where the addiction uh, of of doing it lies, because it's 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 just so it's so out there, it's so raw. Uh, you you have an idea in your head, you model it up, you put it out there, and and then people want to support what you. They like it enough that they pay their heart in. So I've talked about this before in product world. You know that's one of the rewarding dopamine mm-hmm. hits of being an entrepreneur when you get validation from taking an idea, bringing it to market. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a, it, this is like an even faster way in a lot of times, right? It's more raw way. You, you're, yeah. you, you're, you you might not be able to unlock as much margin, we're going to get into that uh, be, <laughs> because you're, you're just kind of putting the idea and putting all the work of like the creation out there. So in yeah. the world of things like 3d printing, that that's, relatively easy uh in the sense that you you can just send it to your printer and and have it made it's not it's not quite as uh complicated as like if you were to share like woodworking plans for Mm -hmm. making uh some larger project where you know there's fewer people that are going to have the equipment and want to put in the time and all that stuff so in a lot of ways the tool has unlocked the marketplace in a different way which is really cool but we will get to that, right? That's the that's the terrible teaser that I just put up there. Um, before we do that, we gotta do our, our housekeeping. So uh, if uh, you're new to the podcast, we do this, like I said, every Friday. Uh, you can interact with us on the chat on YouTube. Uh, is, we're also a call-in show. There's a link above, uh, or if you wanna call in and, and chat with us that way, you're certainly welcome to do that. We always love hearing your nice voices uh please like and subscribe uh we're on all the major pad podcast platforms after the fact uh so hopefully we we want to meet you wherever you prefer to consume <laughs> your content um i'm sure there's more stuff i'm forgetting but uh that's it uh for the calls to action let's do our wins for the week but before actually before we do wins for the week <laughs> i want to i want to take a a, a a quick little poll of people uh in the in the chat and you as well my friend okay Mr. andrew how many people show of hands made their bed this morning who made their bed this morning <laughs> i did <laughs> is that something you
1: regularly do you know it hasn't been but i've been trying to do better at uh at doing that sort of stuff yeah. so there, there's a and uh,
0: you, somebody in the chat or maybe you know andrew uh correct me i don't remember who the author is i want to say it's a an ex-military guy but he had like a, a very um mm-hmm. wrote a book around the whole thing about you know being organized and 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 setting yeah. your trend setting your state for the day right make your bed start by making your bed so you've achieved something right out of bed right like as soon mm-hmm. as you get up um i I've always liked the way that that sounds, and I'm like you where it's like mm, I would say ninety percent of the time at this point like I get up and night make make my bed i mean it's fairly mm-hmm. i'm not a i'm not a, a toss and turner sleeper so it's just like great, pull the sheets over, tighten everything up it's it takes less than a yeah. minute um but uh i'm curious what if that resonates with you people uh out there in chatland uh in terms of like does it make you feel like you've achieved something like is this just something that <laughs> no. we that we say uh, uh and it sounds good i don't know i i feel yeah. good at
1: least the room looks nice when i when i leave it i Maybe. mean i i don't know for for me i always just like you know i'm just going to get back into it later and just ruin it so for the longest time <laughs> You know, it's just like, it Let, doesn't matter. It's a terrible <laughs> argument though.
0: By that measure, like why bother brushing your teeth either? Cause you're just going to eat again later. I mean,
1: yeah, uh,
0: yeah. You, you know, there's like some, some personal organizational hygiene. Uh, I think that, that that's probably worth doing. And I, like, I see, I see the merits of both ways, right? It, like usually you're, you're in your room. Like when you're sleep. I don't spend a lot of time in my bedroom really. So yeah. it's like, who is this for? You know, I make the bed yeah. and then I don't go back in there until I, like get back in bed later at night so it does seem particularly ridiculous i mean generally yeah speaking. uh yeah. yes thank you david tobin it was admiral mcraven's uh, comment it was a commencement speech thank you that's what the the thing was so uh uh there we go nope winslow didn't nice. Wins didn't make his bed when it was late uh that's that's 20 push-ups for you winslow let's go we'll wait for being late <laughs> Uh, Andrew Sink, good to see him. He says he makes his bed every morning. It's so weird to think that there's people that don't. I mean, routine is interesting oh, that man. way, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think there's value in good organizational routine. Um, I don't know. Try it, you know? Like, it's, it's so it's, and I think that's the point. It's, it's so easy to do. If it's just a small change, if it's an achievable change, you know, what are the other like things in your life, whether it's personal or work life that you could probably stand to just like have a better routine, better habits around. Um, I know we talked, we've talked about like the finances, like you're very big at making sure you look at the bank account every day and, Mm -hmm. and just have a good, you know, finger on yeah. the pulse of what's happening there. Um I historically have not been great at that because I derive a lot of anxiety uh, sometimes from just like ah what's the where I feel like I should be mm-hmm. or the state of our sure you know cash or whatever and so um I know that it's not healthy and it's not great to avoid those things but um your point is well taken it's 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 uh mm-hmm. it's good practice. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. let's see. Let's see. Photis says, uh, make his bed or shave. Nope. Never again. Neither, not doing either. Well, to be fair, Photis, your beard is like, you know, the bed for your face. And, uh, and so gotta, gotta at least keep that tidy. I would hope. Um, all right. Shall we, uh, uh, let's talk about some wins for the week. So if you're new to the podcast, uh, we are a positive duo here. We like to focus on the good things that are happening in life. All of the good vibes. We're all (laughs) all good vibes all the time. 100% of the time we're super Mm -hmm. positive. Uh, Never ever uh, negative or down. (laughs) Lies. So many lies. Um, So if you're in the chat, share something good that happened uh, either in your work life, your business life, your personal life. Uh, And Andrew is going to Regalus with Regalus with a tale <laughs> of positivity right now from from his world.
1: Go. Yeah. Um all right. Well, uh let's see. We just got in some uh you know some new dies for uh our thermal forming, vacuum forming. Ooh. Um yeah, we dropped a pretty penny on some professionally made uh thermal forming dies so that we can uh, increase production capacity of our retail packaging. So Love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's (laughs) it's amazing the things that we like geek out on in
0: terms of like, what just like, it seems so trivial or just not even paid attention to by the general public, like the packaging, right? Like that, that Mm -hmm. is, that is a, that is a very rewarding personal, uh, aspect of your, of your business oftentimes to, um, uh, to, to Mm -hmm. get a more professional, you know, appearance. It's like our, you know, making our products
1: well-dressed. Exactly. So that's, that's awesome, man. That's great. I mean, yeah, these things are, you know, it's a simple little change. We we went from, you know, cut MDF forms to, you know, CNC'd aluminum forms, but uh, that's Aluminium. the thing that, yeah. that gets the cycle time down. So, you know, it's really about, you know, pushing it to the next level of increasing capacity. So... <laughs> Yeah. Lots of, lots of cool things in the pipeline. That's, uh, (laughs) that's awesome.
0: I'm going to take from my win. Um, so my good friend, uh, Josh Manley, uh, uh, and, and Jake, who I have I know through, through him, over at CAD class. Uh, they just dropped a, an amazingly good book on uh, Fusion 360. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're trying to learn CAD and you're into the Fusion ecosystem, highly, highly recommend. And they, of course, supplement with an incredible amount of online content as well. And they're doing some really epic shorts content as well, which is great. But they just uh, gave me a copy of their book. And I have been very, very much enjoying like spending time, just learning proper technique for create. So I'm self-taught with so many things in my life. And I think maybe this is relatable to a lot of you guys, right? Like we, we kind of learn enough to be dangerous, but a lot of times we just like skip over a lot of fundamentals and man, am I realizing, uh, that I, that I skipped over a lot of like fundamentals. I'm like, I've been designing infusion for like the better part of two something years. And like, I just skipped over it's like learning to speak a language and never knowing how to write sometimes, you know, (laughs) like you don't know how to write the language, but you can communicate. So you can be effective, but Mm -hmm. man can you be way more effective when you have like some fundamental understanding of, of it. And so it's interesting Mm -hmm. kind of going backwards now and going through that. And so this is a really tough thing, and something I, I'm curious what your guys' feedback is when 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 we're when time is so precious and we're operating mm-hmm. with limited amounts of it, you know, we don't always have the time to like take a, 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 an in-depth course on something right like mm-hmm. we we try to get just enough to like get what we need done, but then, we've talked about this in the past we take on i guess some degree of technical debt around yeah. the fact that exactly. because we never really learned it we don't even realize mm-hmm. how inefficient we're being until mm-hmm. we go back and actually maybe commit to learning it properly so what's something in your life uh, chat that that you feel like you might have skipped over and you went back and you're like man i should have invested the time to learn that properly uh, like the amount of hours that i would have saved You know, Mm -hmm. and in in the world of CAD modeling and stuff like that, the amount of like extra clicking and, uh, you know, all this (laughs) stuff. I mean, that adds up. Um, It does. uh, I I remember talking to like um, an electrician that was wiring one of my old houses and stuff. And he was saying he used to work for uh, another electrician when he was doing his apprenticeship, who was neurotic about like minimizing the amount of movement you know, he would tell each of his employees, like, you know, the time is money. And that when you look at the aggregate amount of hours that we Mm -hmm. spend over years and stuff like that, and you're like zipping from, you know, this room to this room, you don't like have a plan to what you're doing. You Uh haven't mapped it out. Like we're, we're spending a lot more time than we need to be. Uh, and when when he was, when they flat, bid something like that's that's your that's your margin right for a service mm-hmm. industry like that so as an employee that sucks to have somebody standing over you and like why oh, did yeah. you go from here to there We're to there to there right to there
1: yeah. yeah
0: but the i can understand the point that when when there's no plan there's no efficiency to the whole thing like that that technical debt that adds mm-hmm. up substantially oh. over over the years it's uh, it's interesting mm-hmm Uh, anything, anything like that in your world where you feel like, um, you know, you've deferred some education perhaps at
1: your own peril? I I mean, you know, I mean, I'll go and say like, I dropped out of school to go and pursue, you know, my dream of founding a, you know, a startup company and, you know, raising money and everything else. And there are a lot of things to be said for, again, going back and kind of committing to, learning or understanding things that you don't fully know there's this this uh this process that happens that you know a lot of people especially makers i think we you know we get we get enough understanding to become confident or proficient in something that we're doing Mm -hmm. and then we never go back to rethink if there's another way to do this or if there's a better way to do it. And then in some cases, I see this a lot. And, you know, with maker types is that we become so confident in our abilities Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're basically, you know, completely ignoring like the, the full understanding we actually don't have that full understanding. Right. Um, And it's, it's, it's limiting, Um, you know, so taking that time to go back and, and rethink a lot is, is crucial. <laughs> I think.
0: I, I agree. I agree. I, and it reminds me of the distinction between something like a, you know, street smarts versus book smarts, right. Where it's like, mm-hmm. you, you can be very successful without having a formal education and, and sure. Anything uh, I've mentioned in the past, I was a, a freelance web developer prior to this, and I was self taught with that as well. And <laughs> constantly mm-hmm. coming across stuff, you know, over time, you start to pick up by sometimes by osmosis, by working on teams with other people, learning other people's practices, going back and actually spending time to, to research. It's not an efficient way to do it, uh, but it's the trial by fire method, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you brought up something that reminds me of maybe the plight of a, a professional athlete, you know, when, when somebody is, is good enough at something where they they can play at a, at a, at a top tier level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, you know, dr- they don't drop out of school, but they don't go on to, you know, the traditional path of, you know, they go from mm-hmm. high school maybe to, to professional sports. And then you realize when you've come to your end of your time there, like you've missed out potentially on some mm-hmm. poor stuff. Maybe I mean I I don't know just yeah. some some, some thoughts so it's it, there's mm-hmm. no
1: right or wrong way necessarily yeah but um, oh no absolutely I, I mean I think I think it's it's all about uh, for for us makers in a lot of cases we we all need to take the time to rethink a lot of things that we're doing because. You know, we are so accustomed to, you know, maybe we only have a 3D printer or a laser cutter, and then we start using that tool for, you know, whatever it is that we think, because it can solve all of these problems. But in many cases, if we sit back, like, you know, and just rethink, could we do this in a different way? We could do this on all aspects of our, our, our life. You know, yeah. it, it, with your case, it's like, hey, I want to learn Fusion a little bit better. I want to rethink of how I'm doing things, become more efficient at it. Yeah. Um, you know and whatever it might be
0: (laughs) i mean it's so tough because time is the x factor and all of that and Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's like i don't have a lot of time that i can just devote to learning even though i realize that that can come back so it's like figuring out that equation of like what is time well spent right Mm -hmm. something like that i can i'm starting to see i'm like the payoff is if i put this time in now i'm gonna get these hours back on the back end and then some Mm -hmm. so i i do you think stopping and identifying those times in some scenarios and just, you know, doing that exercise is, is valuable? Let's uh mm-hmm. let's see. Let's share some wins uh from the chat here. We got some good ones. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Langdon said he landed a, a big contract uh, for something like Titan. What did, uh, I, I scrolled too far. It looks like titanium manufacturing. Titanium manufacturing, man. We're just playing here in polymer land and, you know, Brandon Landon <laughs> next next level fusing the metal bits uh that's fantastic congrats on that uh alex gibson big wins fixed upgraded all of his large format printers with improved cable chains and restored a disgusting shed fine creality cr10 back to a new machine (laughs) fantastic congrats on that uh narca 3d Got NARCA trademarked. So, Mihao is now NARCA 3D. Congrats. Uh, I That's just went awesome. through a trademark process myself. There's, it's something mm-hmm. nice getting that little official trademark, and, and there's value in, in having your um, brand registered that way. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um Good. Vishal, good to see you. Man, lots of good wins. Oh, Liz, win for the week replacing Zombie Hedgehog with Pooch as special guest for ZNZ on Monday. Yes, that's true. I will be with Liz. I don't know that I could possibly replace uh, uh, <laughs> Zombie Hedgehog, but I will do my best. Uh, and of course, he'll be, be missed, but I'll, I'll, I'll come with my best zombie slash hedgehog, hedgehog impersonation. Nice. Uh, I don't. What does a hedgehog even do? Don't know, don't. Know. I don't know. Didn't ask. <laughs> don't care. Uh, all right. That was a that was a long way around from the win, but uh, I hope you guys. Uh, in con- In conclusion to that, I hope you guys spend a little bit of time thinking about ways that maybe you can earn some time back, and in investing mm-hmm. in yourself like that. And I think education is always a good one. Uh, CAD skills is never a bad thing. I am very encouraging of my kids to do it because. I think there are a lot of industries that benefit from having CAD design skills, whether you wanna do what Photos does and you're a artist and it's a digital sculpting uh, technique. If you're into Mm -hmm. gaming, if you're into architecture, if you're into product design, I mean, the application for taking uh, files and making making digital files in the 3D world, I'm not speaking very well right now. You guys get the idea. Uh, mm-hmm. Creating 3D content for all kinds of different industry is is booming, in my opinion. I think that's I think that's education well spent. I don't know if you disagree. Let me know, and you will. Uh, Tuck my shirt into my pants. How can you? I'm not wearing pants, Liz. Are you talking to me? <laughs> uh, the benefits of waist up podcasting. Yes. Um, let's talk about the maker economy. This, this kind of all dovetails in nicely. So we talk about building skills, uh, and mm-hmm. ways we talk about ways to make money as a maker Yeah, sure. on this podcast. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. We are both product people uh, h- historically. Um, mm-hmm. but as we well know, there are many, many, many ways as a maker, to squeeze those dollars out of other, you know, ventures in this space. You you may be a content creator. Uh, there are a lot of successful content creators that we are friends with that uh, talk about uh, 3D printing and other forms of making and uh, get sponsorships and go to mm-hmm. events and build their personal brand, um, yep. which is fantastic. That's a, that's a great way to do it. Um, obviously, designing a product. A lot of people start as a side hustle, right? So we see a lot of people starting up Etsy shops. Whatever you do, I would argue that finding something that's unique to you, that that obviously uh, you're not coming in if you have a niche space, if you have something you're passionate about, we talk about that all Mm -hmm. of the time. That's great. Um, These websites that I, I mentioned in the teaser, Colts 3D, My Mini Factory, uh principles clubs uh mm-hmm. where, what other ones Gumroad, you know etc mm-hmm. more and more things more and more popping Thanks. up yep. uh every every day uh first of all tell me in the chat if you have one of those maybe a patreon uh, a lot of a lot of people got out there starting right mm-hmm. um and I think we're seeing some new spaces pop up specifically for majors because patreon is an all-encompassing like uh subscribe to what i do in general it can be anything not specific to makers right uh it can fund Mm -hmm. the creation of music and podcasts and you know other things it's a a, an interesting space i don't know that i would call it it's not kickstarter it's not angel investing it's what do you call it monthly subscription for supporting
1: somebody's venture It's just a subscription support service, basically. <laughs> That's the what, way I look at it. What do they call
0: it? What do they call it? Anyway, let me know in the chat if you utilize something like this. Um, so where people are paying a monthly subscribe uh, subscription, and you're offering some service, some value add, mm-hmm. uh, and where where you are, and maybe why you chose it. Um, we as makers are are I think interested uh, because a lot of times the a lot of the content that we see on social media a lot of that we we print similar models or we make you Mm -hmm. know similar designs and stuff and it's a it's an interesting way uh to make some money um i think like anything it seems um, maybe i don't know correct me if if you disagree andrew Mm -hmm. but it reminds me of etsy in a certain way where it's like oh this is great i'm gonna just take this i'm gonna create a club and the money's gonna come in profit boom done easy right (laughs) and the the realities of it is it's gonna be a grind like anything else right like you you have to retain Mm -hmm. your membership you get turnover of membership you have to make sure you're constantly producing so that the value is there um Mm -hmm. i don't know until maybe you hit a critical mass of like content i don't know that it, does your portfolio have enough value to stand on its own where you don't have to be adding new stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine over time as more competition and stuff comes in, if you're not adding new stuff, the same way creators have to create new content and stuff like that, you can't just rely on the back catalog. Yeah. As product developers, we can't necessarily always rely on the same product. It's mm-hmm. that's, that's a little different because product life cycles are- sure. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously Coca-Cola has been Coca-Cola for quite some time, but over time they, you know, add on other brands, they acquire, they're they're always adding
1: brands or flavors flavors or
0: whatever it might be. Yeah. If you want to grow, you know, and that, and Mm -hmm. that that fully depends on what your goals are too. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Why don't you start by giving me your first feels? Do you support any of these individuals? Have you thought about like just putting any of your content out there? What what Mm -hmm. do you
1: think? I, I so you know I've been supporter of um, several of those you know friendlies I call them in uh, you know the the space that I know pretty well um, you know on Patreon or YouTube memberships whatever it might be um, I think just recently I you know uh, started looking at the the printables clubs uh, you know I'm a big supporter of uh, you know high quality 3D models um, I mean you know it, it's it it's a good way to uh, you know throw some dollars towards some awesome people that are putting their time the most valuable thing that we all have is our time yeah into you know something that it, you know it it takes it's an art um you know and so rewarding those or helping those people continuing to do that uh you know is a it's a big it's a big you know value for me i guess or you know i i guess a passion for me is to you know see that happen um I've never really participated in the the Patreon model myself, like in the sense of oh hey I've got one and you know like I've got designs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've maybe thought about it in the past, uh, but it's you know I'm not the type who lives on social media. Um, you know I, I'm not posting all the time. I'm not you know sitting. You know I, I don't really know if I would be a good person to have <laughs> you know a crowd of people. <laughs> Um, you know that that I'm I'm being consistent at publishing, you know, mm-hmm. content or whatever mm-hmm. it is to them. Yeah. Um. But that's that's me personally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I
0: have to say, when Patreon first came out, I was skeptical. But I I've always skeptical is not the right word. I, I completely can appreciate the the value that, that that exists with the this membership model and how mm-hmm. appealing it is for a lot of people. I coming from uh the older ages of software am highly resistant to just like mo- additional monthly uh expenses like i've always said like i would rather just like kind of like a one time donation of a specific amount or whatever like mm-hmm. i don't like feeling like um part of the model is me not remembering to cancel my membership, you know the the old mm. gym membership model where it's like they're just kind of banking sure. on the fact that it's uncomfortable or difficult enough to 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 not be a member anymore. Yeah, um, I think my view has shifted on that um, because uh, for a couple different reasons, and, it, and again, it depends on what the service is, what you're you're signing up for. A lot of times, we mm-hmm. don't have the option for things, like, you know, internet. Is always going to be a monthly expense. There is no like, you know, perpetual license for uh, for internet. (laughs) Um, But when I when I bring up software, I think about the software world where it's like you used to be able to buy a perpetual license for Photoshop or Mm -hmm. whatever else, and everything has moved toward this monthly subscription. And you know, whatever your opinion may be on the merits or you know downsides of that. Um, I don't know when I actually did the math on my Adobe master suite thing. It was a wash, you know, I like, I had the math, you know, I, and I held on Mm -hmm. way too long with creative suite too. I had paid, you know, the, one of the highest amounts of money for, for that master suite. Uh, at the time it was like $1,700 retail or something for all of the software, which I used 50% off maybe. (laughs) Yep. And I held on to it for like 10 years. I was still using like Creative Suite 2, you know, Illustrator up until like oh, man. two years ago. <laughs> uh, and when I did the math on like what Adobe's charging for subscription now, it was mm-hmm. it was like the same. Uh, if I'm yeah. just paying that monthly rate, when I broke that monthly cost down over time. And I missed mm-hmm. out on all the new whiz features and all this stuff and support and blah, 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 blah. Yep. Um. So- in in the software world, that's an interesting thing because like it's a continuum, continuous improvement mm-hmm. model. Uh, there's new features coming out and all that stuff. Um, sure. Yes, things can reach like product a level of maturity where it doesn't need to change a whole lot, and so maybe mm-hmm. you know perpetual is more compelling in that in that case. But when we talk about uh, services like providing models in in in, um, in the maker world. Um, I think where we've seen it most com- commonly is kind of in the artistic realm. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've seen people selling like uh, Bob. I like to make stuff. Uh, we'll sell, you know, his plans for um, mm-hmm. projects and stuff like that, and various platforms and and whatnot. I think there's I think there's a lot of value in that as well. But that's a kind of a different beast than people that are are uh, 3D modelers like Photos or uh, Cinderwing yeah. 3D or Toymaker 3D or any of the big names out there, Chelsea, um, mm-hmm. Chelsea and Garrett over at chaos core Tech. uh, some prolific designers out there that, that have leveraged a lot of these ecosystems to good effect. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, y- y- you know, I, I, start, I'm like, okay, where, I'd be curious to know, like from coming from that end, um, what is the turnover like? Like, it, does it, I feel like I hear a lot of times like it can drag on people when you feel like you're you're being forced to have to like drop something new and, and, and it's just sure. the same thing with creators, right? You getting mm-hmm. on this this wheel. So it's you're not getting on a treadmill that yeah, you're getting on that treadmill.
1: Can't. Yeah, you can't control the speed of, and and you feel the constant pressure for having to comp- perform for these individuals that are giving you their hard-earned dollars. You and know, you can very quickly see, I'm sure, when you're
0: mm-hmm. not performing, you start to see your memberships fall off, right? So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, an, and an pretty instant feedback kind of thing. It would, I would think.
1: Mm-hmm. You, you know what's what's interesting to me is is that these these membership support models, um, you know, have been wildly successful because I think that they, they play to the emotions of the individuals. Um, You know, like for myself, the reason why I want to support someone is because I think what they're doing is cool and I want to see them continue to do said work. Um, You know, there was a, there was a gentleman uh, that I actually just donated a large sum, uh, you know, one-time donation to because he was developing a, you know, a controller for some high-end, you know, servos uh, for industrial settings because i could see a personal use for that uh he's you know working on an open source version of it and that that project it was something that was interesting me but because i know that this was a side job or a side hustle for him it was a way in which i can ensure maybe for my own selfish reasons that it continues um you know so by supporting him moving forward every single month i know that i'm contributing to the development of this thing uh, you know, and it's a way that I can say, Hey, I'm helping this person become better at whatever it is they're doing or producing something that might eventually become a business. Um, you know, whatever it might be. Um, you know, so I think that that's one of the big things is, uh, the driving forces that emotional piece yeah. to the individuals that are supporting people. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Uh, in response to some commentary, uh, from Grant, I, I have affinity, um, And I use it uh, for a number of things. I love it. Um, There's a lot. We're lucky that we have a lot more options now than uh, than we used to. But I also I've used Photopea, which is a great free web-based option that I was learning with my kids and is really really powerful. Lots of lots of cool stuff out there. Photo says you need to be consistent. We we kind of mm-hmm. know that. CAD class, you're late. We were we were just shouting out, uh, you guys, no and, and party. how amazing <laughs> uh, your your book is and how much we appreciate you. Uh, K2 Kevin says he makes his bed, but he doesn't put on his pants. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. I'm not consistent. I don't, I'm not embarrassed by that. It's true. Um, to go back to the to the topic at hand, the thing I'm interested in is, is as, a, as a business, so you talk about supporting individuals mm-hmm. and, and a lot of the content that's created on these platforms uh, that, that you support are are very directly related and great mm-hmm. marketing potential resource, great collaborative resources for you as a company, especially as Gloop is mm-hmm. designed oh, sure. to glue, <laughs> you know, make, make the, a lot of these models. And so there's been some really great... Um, Collaborations that you've done in the past where you've taken some of these epic models and used Gloop Mm -hmm. to put them together. And I want to talk about something that I think isn't focused on as much as it could be in the marketing of these platforms as a business to business venture, right? So when we talk about Mm -hmm. a business, we think about where is the money? And a lot of times the money is in working with other businesses and sometimes even better money is there than working with consumers. So different, different Mm -hmm. set of expectations, different, you know, value propositions and all of that stuff. But you as a business, See a mm-hmm. lot of value in the partnerships and and utilizing. You're not going to reinvent the wheel and have to make all your own models and stuff like that. Why would you do that? There's so many ta- better talented artists out there that can provide mm-hmm. things, and yep. you can help shine a light on them, and they can you know get some value out of having seen their stuff seen and and other people going to download. So it's a it's a good win win, uh, mm-hmm. in my mind. Uh, on the business front, I'm curious. Mm-hmm like when you're coding your books, when you pay a monthly subscription for these types of things. Yeah. Historically that I don't know that that's been as precedented as a, as a legitimate business expense, even though it is, mm-hmm. yeah, how do you, how do you code something like that? Cause it's like very clearly if I go buy staples for the office, like that is a business mm-hmm. expense. Mm-hmm. You monthly paying for something like we, these things, isn't quite the same. I don't know
1: what the account, what do the so, bean counters so that, think about it's, this? It's interesting, right? I mean, yeah. Because we actually had that question come up um, not too long ago, because I was actually going through getting taxes ready, Um, and uh, we we code them as memberships because that's what they are. They're honest to god memberships uh, to a club. Um, Now this specific piece is uh, it depends on how we leverage it, but in many cases we count them as marketing memberships, right? Because we are supporting and offering dollars, marketing dollars, essentially. To uh, you know these individuals, um, you know that's that's basically how we we code them internally. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm sure there's different ways that you can code them. Uh, like this one-time donation that I was uh, speaking of, that was just a donation. Granted, it's to a it's not like a tax deductible donation, right? But in right. this case, it was an R&D. The reason why is because we actually have intentions of using these open source pieces internally for yeah. a project that we're working on. Yeah. and so you know as long as we can justify it and you know kind of back it up as to what it is sure uh you know then then you're good um you know but it, it, you brought up a really interesting point on like the business side of things like you know so for for gloop you're absolutely right like uh, some of our best actual like you know attraction for uh whatever it is that we've been doing with our products or just in general marketing has been working with other content creators and trying to develop models or work on you know a project or whatever that they are releasing either exclusively or you know to their patreons uh and then they you know say hey yeah this was sponsored by gloop or or whatever and there's you know ways in which we support the the individual creating those projects. And then also there's you know kickback if you know those convert into sales through discount codes or whatever that we can then continue supporting that. Um, you know, so these people that are having these Patreons or these club memberships, you know i think they need to start looking at how do they turn this into a business and start working on those deals with other companies absolutely Uh, you know massive opportunity
0: there i -hmm. think and so you know if you're thinking about doing this you know one of the fallacies that a lot of makers fall into we've talked about this in the past is that we don't like to sell Mm -hmm. i'm saying the global we (laughs) um i love to sell personally i'll sell ketchup popsicles to the woman in white gloves. Uh, but, um, it, it's, if you want to be successful, if you want to grow, you, you need to advocate, especially when you're getting started, right? you you have to make a name for yourself thinking about how you're going to maximize that visibility, um, mm-hmm. and colla- collaborations. That's why they're so popular. You know, like I know it's a running joke in the world of content creation that you can't eat exposure, but, there is value in exposure and it, there needs to be, it, it, I, you can't do all of one thing or another. Like I would never want to mm-hmm. do a deal that was just like solely based on exposure. I mean, people, yeah, people do do that as they're getting the start, you know, like if yeah, if you have an opportunity to work with a top tier YouTuber, that's willing to just like feature your brand and not charge you for that stuff like that. Yeah, no. absolutely. Take, take 100% exposure for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but most of the times the people that are offering that, like, don't, really have as much exposure as they would like to make you think um Mm -hmm. and so you know maybe supplement that with a little bit of a cash deal or uh, Mm -hmm. maybe there's royalty i mean there's probably all kinds of little mechanisms that we haven't even thought of yet in order Mm -hmm. of monetizing this but the b2b thing is interesting to me because like i said there's a lot of businesses out there that have marketing dollars that have budgets allocated for this thing Mm-hmm. and are looking for interesting things trade shows might be a fantastic thing if you can think about like oh uh, what if i can design a model that you know utilizes your brand that, that you can use as a display uh, trade mm-hmm. show like th- if you spend a little time to research awareness of like where um, budgets are allocated in in large businesses and you know companies yep. that are already looking to spend this money and find ways to do that Um, I think there's some really creative solutions that are going to be more potentially lucrative than trying to just get the consumer market to sign up for your uh, cold 3d or whatever it might be. Um, that said, I think it's like anything, uh, there's multiple tools in the toolbox. And if your product is a digital asset, uh, you're probably want to get it everywhere that you can possibly get visibility. And as many people as this, like, I can't see a reason and photos. If you're still with me, I would love your opinion on this. I, we really missed the ball and I, we should have had photos on here. I've been too sloppy in getting the guest stuff, but we, we will do that at, at another point. Um, what are the merits, if there are any in an, an exclusivity deal of only having, certain content on certain platforms are only Mm -hmm. focusing on a certain platform. I mean, there's an administrative overhead. I have to imagine of like having to post all of these things and do updates on, you know, every day, more of these sites coming about. And obviously the sites want to try to have unique content because in this day and age content is King. Right. And so we see Netflix and Apple TV start to produce content because they want to have exclusive content and things and printables clubs and all these other things are no exception to that i think there's value in exclusivity especially at the top tiers Mm -hmm. um but i want to hear on the creator side you know when you're first getting started are you just taking that shotgun approach are you just blasting it all out there, trying to capture every dollar you can and and is that maybe a fallacy in the sense that you're creating a lot more work for yourself even though you think
1: that you're getting it out there i don't know what are your thoughts andrew well, I mean, as a as a business, I hate exclusivity agreements unless there's some very specific benefits yeah. Um, yeah. and reasons as to why you're going to engage in exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as a as an artist or as someone who is participating in these things, I mean, you know, be very careful and weary of those. Um, you know, sometimes I I don't know if any of these platforms offer any exclusivity. Yeah. Um, you know, but I could see where you know. I know, for instance, like Twitch, for some of the high-end content creators, there are exclusivity agreements that they can yeah. only use Twitch for streaming. Sure. But generally speaking, they always come with a guaranteed sort of payout and, right. you know, yeah. some sort of you know benefit for that. Um, now, also, you know, when it comes to you know, like the marketing piece, I mean, I think yeah, if you have a membership sort of business model. Um, you know, you're an artist that is surviving off of these memberships, it behooves you to have the the most places so that you can have all of these other memberships, right? Because it's just, you know, the numb it's a numbers game. The more people that you know, or maybe some people are only on Patreon, maybe some people are only on YouTube memberships or printables or cults or whatever it might be, yeah. Um, on the you know.
0: subscriber side, I mean, it makes perfect sense because like communities are just like there are people that just have their favorite things. Mm-hmm. Some people are on Twitter, yep. some people are on Instagram, some people are on Twitter. Yep. And you, you know, if you can create content that exists on all those places, like why wouldn't you, right? Because that's just another, mm-hmm. you know, tranche of of community to to potentially leverage yeah. with your, you know, stuff. Now, Fotis is saying uh, there aren't any exclusivity benefits for him. Platforms won't offer something about exclusivity is that in your opinion photos is that because that that doesn't really benefit them or it just hasn't really come about yet or or like andrew says is like maybe it's only offered to like very select top tier you know on a private yeah. basis there's not public uh mm-hmm. which i cuz i have to imagine that there are some some backroom mm-hmm. deals happening with some places where oh. there's some exclusive content yeah. to you know it, it seems like it would be in the interest of the the content provider to potentially want Mm -hmm. to market that and and give creators something to
1: aspire to maybe like that that kind of i could see as the specifically in the 3d printing marketplaces and uh the membership areas i could see you know we're in a time of innovation and there are starting to be a lot of you know competitors Um, You know, for the longest time, you know, I only knew of, you know, Colts and my mini factory, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but before that, you know, it was like the online repository, like Thingiverse was the thing that started it all. Um, you know, we all kind Remember of see what happened. <laughs> it, it, we all kind of see what happened with Thingiverse, you know, with the yeah. failed innovation. So I think now we see these other players are coming to market, and you know, they're starting to specialize. Like for from my understanding, Colts and my Mini Factory are really now marketplaces for 3D models. Um, I don't know if they, they might have some membership pieces to it, mm-hmm. but it's really about having you know a designer that is building a model and then selling that model X number of times, like, you know, um, like a piece of software or whatever, uh, you go in, you can buy it and then you can, you download it, you know, and then you can print it as many times as you want. Right. Um, you know, typically personally, I mean, we, we don't have to get into the whole licensing piece. Um, you know, cause that's a whole other thing. Sure. is. I see, sure is. <laughs> I could see as, as these, the you know because now we have printables i think bamboo lab also announced some sort of marketplace or some sort of like community um you know that they're I'd building be, i, I I'd,
0: I'd be surprised if they were i'm not i'm not up to speed on it but i'd be surprised if they yeah. didn't given their history
1: and, and so i could see where these places it might make some sense to get some of the most prominent creators or whatever and and lock them in so to speak mm-hmm. so that they can differentiate their platform versus another. And I'm t- um, I'm
0: telling you that's I th- I think
1: that's going to happen probably in the pipeline. It's yeah.
0: it's not without precedent like I said if you look at the the traditional content stream like I said the Netflix the world like the large delivery networks in the mm-hmm. world of video. You know, they yeah. absolutely do that and they recognize the value in being the ones that have something that a reason for people to to be on that platform um Mm -hmm. that said i don't know if that that breaks down when the expectations are just different you know like yeah but i don't know because it's it's very a la carte right now right like you're paying for the specific mm-hmm. content like if you were to go to netflix and only buy access to house of cards or you know whatever mm-hmm. shows you wanted i i don't know what that would do I, yeah. I i still think there's there's value in exclusivity but at a specific quality mm-hmm. tier yeah um and
1: and uh i'll bet you we see more of that i really do well you know what's what's also interesting with uh you know some of the things that I kind of love, but I also hate. And I think some I've heard from creators as well that there are some interesting issues with the membership styles. Um, You know, if, if, for instance, I want to go and support a 3D modeler um who has a patreon yeah i can subscribe for a month and let's say they have a back catalog of all of their models um, and some uh, some of them have this google drive link that you'll get sent um as a part of an automated thing when you join in that gives you access to all of that and you know i can basically support for whatever month at the minimum tier to get that download all their models and then next month i'm done mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know and i mean I'm sure that that happens and I I know that that's not really benefiting the artists. Maybe that's just kind of an acceptable, you know, state of business where you just have to accept that people, there are going to be some people that do that. Um, You know, but you know, there's this weird balancing act that I think happens between uh, a traditional marketplace and a subscription membership Uh, you know, because some of these, these models, like, I mean, I could see where I would be willing to pay a couple bucks, or ten dollars, or fifteen, whatever it might be, for a specific model.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I'm not really interested in all of the other models that this particular creator does. Right. Now, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's an interesting piece because I think as as we see, like with printables, for instance, um, they don't have that sort of functionality where you know when they were talking about potentially monetizing it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, was having the ability to. Allow people to sell their models yep. on printables, but now it came out as oh well, no, it's going to be a club because you know th- that way it's it's kind of d- different in a sense that you're not having a paid model show up in a search mm-hmm. when you're only looking for free models um, or a segmentation things like behind a paywall, if right. that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, certainly, and and like I said, there's a million different ways to to go about it, and e- each little area kind of has its own, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Ways that they want to go about it. Um, I I remember having some conversations a while back with uh, Miklas at uh, Prusa mm-hmm. uh, about printables. He was tasked with uh, heading up, uh, you know, the development of the printables stuff. And when we got into the weeds about the mechanics of the administrative side of like how the payouts had to work, what the tax implications from it, Mm -hmm. there's all these little things that we as the public do not think about or see, uh, and and it just seems ridiculous that it has to be done a certain way, but some of the rationale behind that uh, has to do with um, the financials uh, sometimes and, Mm -hmm. and things that are just not inherently obvious um to us sure. as, as consumers but um you know there's there, there's so much mm-hmm. meat on this bone and all, i wanted to talk one of the things i don't know have you seen the the new things uh membership uh stuff that they put up and I, I've, I've only looked at it. i've
1: only looked at it a little bit i'm not super familiar
0: so they, they're big on creating some gamification and they've got a leaderboard <laughs> that's up there and that that i i love i can appreciate the brilliance of that in the sense that it gives the creators something to get excited and to talk about and to encourage hey i'm working my way up the leaderboard and then they post on social media about it and it just mm-hmm. shines a big old light on it gamification is always a like, oh, it just yeah. vibes so well with human nature right i mean there's a reason mm-hmm. that it is what it is and you know printables did a, uh, uh, an interesting thing with you know the creation of the prusa meters right where you're creating a yeah you know, a currency of your own and uh, that's got some motivating things that you can turn it into, you know, real world Mm -hmm. product and stuff like that, which is fantastic. I think people love that kind of stuff. Um, So I think we're going to just see a lot of development and a lot of competition in this space because there's a lot of companies out there that see value in this kind of content for different reasons. Uh, We brought up Mm -hmm. Thangs. Uh, Thangs is a, um, they're based on like, search they're funded by search companies like uh, i think google, mm-hmm. google is one of their uh funders or or they're tied yeah they're, they have some interesting it. intellectual
1: property yeah you know, and so in, in
0: their systems. so their reasoning for it may be a little bit different than like print why, why printables wants to build you know the community uh mm-hmm. you know uh and how how it's monetized and and profitable for the for the company and stuff and those little things matter too because i think mm-hmm. that that tells part of the story in terms of like what um who, who you're hitching your cart to right Yeah. most creators are, they're just trying to get paid for their stuff and so you're probably going to make some concession in terms of like, eh, i don't like the fact that they're basically data mining my stuff to to you know monetize mm-hmm. it for search and stuff like that but if it makes me a couple bucks like that seems fair right the, the whole argument mm-hmm. that you're probably the product if you don't see exactly where the the dollars are. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, I I don't know. It, it, I think we're gonna continue to see the like you said, bamboo is mm-hmm. motivated to create a community as well because when you can create an ecosystem that ties the entire process together from getting a model, getting it to the printer, selling the mm-hmm. filament, you know,
1: all yeah. of that. Uh, that's compelling. This is a vertical integration, exactly. core you know, and, and yeah, I mean, I think you, you also brought up a really interesting point here is, is how do these sites pay for themselves? Storage is not free, uh, access yeah. to the internet's not free, all of the maintenance required, the development staff, these things, you know, they, they cost money. Um, you know, and so like look at the look at like a thingiverse where it was predominantly free. You, you, you know, it was supported by ads or, or whatever where they were selling your data. Um, I think it's interesting for, you know, if you were to compare like, you know, the Colts and my mini factory and, and printables, like these, these companies, they all do it a little differently, right. um, you know, and kind of support the, the development and, you know, iterations of their sites uh, you know, a little bit different, but, mm-hmm again uh, it's really interesting to see a marketplace versus a subscription model versus um you know uh, like a, a completely free tier um you know for designers because i know that there are some designers that uh that we actually work with um you know shout out to uh uh to steve red dad steve like he's oh, an yeah. amazing designer and most of the stuff that he does he posts it all for free yeah um yeah because he yeah. doesn't really want to make money off of that um you know it, it's just it's a passion thing for him well um,
0: and and photos has feels on this too because when you're when you're dealing in the world of fan art and it's a mm-hmm. question it's like well i you know sure and and mm-hmm. I, I think it's easier to and this is no shot at red dad's amazingly talented oh, yeah. dude and all this stuff but mm-hmm. it'd be particularly eyebrow raising to some people if you were monetizing basically like trademark design and and all that mm-hmm. stuff and which isn't to say that I I think that there's value in what he has created and done but it's not you're in a weird gray area when it's not your IP exactly yeah. and and all that stuff and he has unique stuff too so don't mm-hmm. you know uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's no shot at at, at any any individual but, mm-hmm. but I think the The legal, you know, um, Brandon talked about, you know, platforms should also support IP protection and stuff like that. There is Mm -hmm. a slew of like legal concerns and IP protection and stuff like that, that still has yet to be probably fully fleshed out, like what the right moderation for those types of things are and all of that. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you, you know, I mean, I think it's just interesting to, you know, kind of talk about these things because as a as an artist or a creator that, you know, may be wanting to get into the space, you know, there are a ton of options out there. You know, you can choose from the a la carte model where you have all of your designs that you post, you know, publicly, um, you know, on a, you know, uh, like an online store, like a Colts or my mini factory. And you could also have, you know, that same thing behind a membership area where it's like, well, hey, listen, if you don't wanna buy all of those, a la carte you come over to the you know the members area and you'll get access to them and yeah. maybe you'll get some other exclusive benefits uh you know i know that uh, a lot of these like patreon um comes with a discord you know you could join without the you know patreon thing but being a part of the you know the patreon gets you maybe a badge and the discord server um mm-hmm. gets you into other areas there's a lot of interesting ways that uh Creators can provide value. Yeah, um, I, I've seen some interesting combos too of people like it gets you a little bit of
0: access, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you have access to the private chat. Like once a month we get together if you want to talk and ask me mm-hmm. questions. Uh, you know, only members mm-hmm. only conversation. Yep. I think that that's, I think that's great. Honestly, I think that's a great mm-hmm. way to provide some value and uh, to those that that appreciate that kind of stuff. Um, I, I know of a couple people that just support various channels solely for, for that part of it, right? They don't care about the models but they want to, you know, have conversations mm-hmm. or they're they're an aspiring designer themselves and like this is kind of a form of mentorship. So there's there's yeah. probably more value out there than is in, just immediately available to people that are just like, "Oh, no, you're just going on there to buy a, you know, 3D model." because um, mm-hmm. the brand is you, right? And mm-hmm. so there's m- more than one way just that you know, to get your stuff out there we're closing in on our solid 60, but I wanted to ask you really quick. Cause like I said, I've been dabbling in this and we've talked about this offline mm-hmm. as a, as a product designer, I, I don't, mm-hmm. it's not unprecedented. I do see people selling practical designs on yeah. club type things. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, and maybe you guys disagree with me, but like predominantly when I look at the things that are being featured on these platforms, they're more of the artistic, you know, uh, nature mm-hmm. there that they, you, you don't see as many like practical prints. And so I was toying with the idea of like, well, we've got this open source, uh, platform in, you know, reprack which is just a silly little shelving system that I had like whipped up that kind of took off on printables. And I'm, I, it's super useful. I'm constantly building reprack for, for various stuff. Like I can't wait to show off my, my, uh, my next, set up in the, in the print farm. Um, but, uh, I mentioned on the last thing, like we're, we we've had, Mm -hmm. have lean, you know, months and I'm looking for ways to monetize ideas. And so I'm like, well, what if I create some exclusive add-ons for shelving and some other designs that I have out there that people, you know, that might want to subscribe at at a very nominal fee, uh, for add-ons. Um, -hmm. I think there's, that And then it's proven. I have nine members, uh, you, mm-hmm. you, which are one of them. Thank you. Uh, this is a new <laughs> thing for me. Um, but these are things that I would design anyway. And I like, and, and I do still want to commit to having stuff that's public. Like, I, I think the one, two punch of having, um, publicly available stuff that you're giving back to the community and then mm-hmm. asking for a little bit of support for some stuff for people that need it. Like, I think there's merit to it, but I don't
1: know how, Precedented mm-hmm. or planned out that is. And
0: I don't know. What well, are, what you are know, your thoughts
1: on that? I mean, you know, you and I on some offline conversations had uh, had some interesting thoughts um, and ideas around leveraging a system like a membership, um, you know, portal for product development and, you know, offering, you know, e- exclusive models or the ability access um, to either make products or, you know, uh, potentially, Um, you you know, get a, uh, the ability to build something that, you know, you're going to build yourself, but you also have the, you know, the, the the hardware kits so this weird hybrid model if you will uh, i know that there are some you know memberships out there and patreon like you know if you ha- have a design and people want to sell the 3d printed model you have to subscribe to a certain tier and that gets you a license yeah um but you know taking this to a product where you know maybe it's a bigger thing than instead of it just being a 3d printed thing um it, it's really interesting um you know it, it's it's a kind of distributed manufacturing model but yeah. also at the same time you can have you know pieces in that you are the only capable you know uh, producer of um you know a specific part so if someone is interested in doing this mm-hmm. they still have to come to you to buy the other pieces to still build this right so it's like a quasi open source but still at the same time you know subscription model that uh you know people are are supporting it's a really unique idea <laughs> i i have i've been
0: wanting to crack this distributed manufacturing nut for a long mm-hmm. time i've been talking about it ever since we did the face shields you know thing and i really think there's something there i i think that the licensing and and again i i have no mm-hmm. problem i you know i've even i've even toyed with the idea of just like completely opening up you know rep uh, rep box and some other mm-hmm. stuff too um and who knows, maybe that'll happen. I think there, there were concerns in the past uh, as, you know, I evolve and look at other ways and realize that, you know, it, it, certain things are viable and certain things aren't uh, in the economy that i manufacture in. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's there's different solutions. And I frankly think that on a private use basis, anybody that wants to make their own and stuff anyway, um, if you make it accessible and, and the the fee reasonable. Right. Mm -hmm. I think a part of our challenge is is like, we just priced out of what people are willing to pay for what the thing is. Like I, I wouldn't pay, you know, like the amount (laughs) sometimes, like for some of the stuff that, uh, that we do when I'm just wearing my maker hat. Now, what I do see and what is I think a little bit different for me is coming from the product side. I know how many hours have gone into like developing something like, you know, this. And so I feel a little bit differently about asking like a little bit of a, you know feed mm-hmm. to support, you know, coming back than then maybe other people do where like a red dot steve who just wants to do the more altruistic thing. And and I mm-hmm. think there's there's no right or wrong and I and I think the combination of the two is great. I think that being a good member of the community uh will mm-hmm. will win you a lot of good good faith and 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 merit oh, and stuff yeah. too. And I think that there's ways that we're going to see and I want to see more development in the legal front of like creating hybrid licensing models and stuff like that, where free for personal use. I mean, this exists to some extent already, but then if you Mm -hmm. want a commercial license to actually produce that, that puts you in a whole different world, right? You Mm -hmm. know, you pay for the right to do that. And maybe that's in lieu of like paying a royalty or something that traditionally you might do in a license to manufacturer agreement. So So it would be interesting to see, like, w- w- will these platforms support that? Like, I don't feel like it's talked about as much. I mean, there are models on principles that are absolutely practical, utilitarian uh, mm-hmm. things of incredibly high value that would, you know, um, mm-hmm. benefit from this, potentially. Um, sure. There's data mining yeah. opportunities. Like I said, if you want to throw a bunch of things out there and uh, make it free and see what sticks and then, oh, wow, I've got a lot of traction around this, uh, but retain the license to basically say, like, you know what, that did really well. Why don't I sell these parts and offer that up uh, on this marketing platform as a means of of saying, hey, if you don't mm-hmm. want to make this yourself, you can just buy it right here. Mm-hmm. That's a win win, I think. I can yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, so there you go. I don't know. Like, I think the future is bright in terms of like ways to make money in this maker economy. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in ways that we probably haven't even thought of yet. Mm -hmm. so I think the takeaway that I would hope for anybody that's listening back on this, uh, you know, try to think outside of the box, like think about what's a a unique offering, like, you know, how are you competing? Um, obviously if you're just out there creating, uh, more of the same, you're going to dilute the field. And so I think, uh, no matter what you're doing, having that unique value proposition is, is important. So make sure you're focusing on that. What is it, that you do that only you can do, mm-hmm. or, uh, just, you know, realize that if you, if you don't like, it's not to say that you, you can't be part of the herd, but you're going to be fighting tooth and nail. And maybe then it's only just a side hustle. I, I don't know. Yeah. So you have to decide what you want and what you're going for. Lots of variables as always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, no one solution for I feel everything. Like, I feel like we just scratched the surface. We didn't even like really get into the mechanics of like the differences between the platforms and all of this stuff. And frankly, mm-hmm. like I'm a novice in a lot of it. I, I find it interesting. I welcome the conversation. So, yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, our tags on all the social media are down here. Tweet at us if you like the content, uh, if you like what we're bringing to you guys, if you like the conversation. Uh, we thank you for people that support what we do here. We do have. Uh, the ability to, you know, super chat and all that stuff. And we're thankful for people that support what we do. This mm-hmm. is a passion project for us. Um, we do not have a Patreon. We don't, and we, I like to say we would do this anyway, but mm-hmm. uh, there is time, time and costs associated with it. So we are thankful for people that support that as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's it for today. Uh, yeah. Parting words from <laughs> Why is parting words from Andrew May Hall are happening right now. Go. Oh. <laughs>
1: oh man you put me on the spot as always right <laughs> i love putting you on the spot you know that's what i do um no i mean i think uh i think the biggest takeaway is is um evaluate your options as a, as an artist or as a maker uh if you are interested in these platforms really take a deep dive um and i think learn the benefits of of them all uh you know and figure out what's kind of best for you and the the things that you're doing maybe you know if you have a if you're a very social extroverted person who likes posting updates and really leverages those social media things, maybe a membership model is a really good option because you can have some exclusive content. Um, Maybe if you're just, uh, you know, uh, hey, I've designed this cool thing. Other people might, you know, find it interesting. Maybe you throw it up on an online marketplace. Who knows? (laughs) You know, I, I, I completely agree with all of that
0: stuff. And I would just add on to like, uh, you know, take a page out of Photos's book, be a, uh, a generous contributor, mm-hmm. uh, to community. Uh, yeah. and, um you know recognize the value in that and that it's not always about just making money right away but but giving back uh i always advocate shine a light on other people so you know if you're gonna ask for support you know make sure you're supporting others as best as you can i know that it's all is rough for everybody out there uh right now and and um it's but i i would argue it's not zero sum i think we're always worried that it's like i'm just competing with other people that's the wrong attitude in this type of space. I think if you're getting mm-hmm. out there and you feel like, well, if I'm gonna have a printables club like I I'm, I'm gonna be taken away from FOTUS or any of the other amazing creators out there, no, I don't think it works that way. Uh I think there's ways that you can work together. I think you can collaborate. Mm-hmm. I think we can help each other. Rising tide lifts all benches as I like.
1: Also think about brand opportunities, ways to work with a business, you know, about your, you know, your skills, whatever you guys have, a, you have a membership platform, you guys have an audience, a devoted audience, and you know, there's value there. Um, maybe it's working with a brand who's, you know, in, I mean, I'll use Gloop as an example, who has a product that benefits people in the 3d printing space. If there are ways in which, you know, you can leverage it in a design that, you know, could increase sales of a specific product or, you know, increase the visibility, there's value there. Absolutely. Um, You know, I mean, I've paid for it in the past. I know that there are future projects that we're working on. So you know, I'm not the only company. Oh God, no, um, we've
0: seen uh, all the major 3D printing, co- uh, yeah. ProtoPasta, you know, like a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, the, the, there's just, these are just great little marketing pieces that, that companies are hungry for, you know? So mm-hmm. do a little outreach, get outside the box. Don't just wait for people to come to you, see what opportunities are out there and, uh, mm-hmm. and leverage your skills in, in a different way, capture different parts of the market. Yeah. All right, everybody. Happy Friday to you. Thank you for listening. And we will catch you next Friday for the next edition of Maker That Money, the podcast where we talk about turning your hobby into your jobby. Until then, this is Pooch from RepCord and Andrew from 3D Gloops signing off. Bye-bye.